You are listening to Rewire with Susan, the podcast where we break down concepts in software development in just a few seconds and discuss both technical and non-technical skills that will propel your journey as a developer. Ready, set, go. Here's your host, Susan. Hello and welcome back to Rewire with Susan. It's the first episode of a new season. I'm glad to be back and I look forward to having a splendid time with you. So we're actually supposed to resume the podcast um, way earlier than this time, but we, we had to defer the resumption of this podcast as a result of the NSARS protest that was going on in Nigeria. We decided to stand in solidarity with our protest against police brutality in Nigeria and that was what made us defer resumption till this time and I hope that we as a people are able to put a stop to police brutality not just in Nigeria but in the world as a whole. The topic is code reviews on sensitive egos and anyone listening can already tell that (laughs) this is probably going to be you know bothering some people or coming for some people but it's okay we'll get through it together so on this episode we'll basically be talking about the impact of code reviews uh, on the day-to-day life of a developer so first of all we'll start by seeing what code reviews are and what it is useful for now imagine a software team let's just say for example stella is in a software team and there's a new functionality to be added to an application or some bug fixes that need to be done, or even some refactoring to make improvements on the existing code base. Now, Stella is, you know, proudly taking on this task. She probably has Ayo and um, Alex as her teammates, right? And to have this done, you know, she needs to write some code, and this code needs to be checked by her teammates before it gets added to the code base, because, of course, she doesn't want to add something that would, you know, break the application or that something funny comes and, you know, people are sued and stuff like that. (laughs) Now, the developer, Stella in this case, you know, has to create something known as a pull request or a merge request. And for the purpose of this episode, I'll be referring to pull request and merge request as, um, PRs and MRs, right? Um, And this is essentially a request to all members of the team. In this case, Alex and um, the other guy. (laughs) And they are supposed to review the code, the incoming code, and, you know, suggestions to improve the code where necessary and things like that. Now, there are different forms of code review, right? It doesn't always have to be in form of MRs or PRs. Code reviews can also be done while pair program pair programming like i've mentioned before i think when i was talking about pair programming pair programming is also an avenue for team members to review each other's code so yeah um you could do it through pair programming and it could also be done through prs or mrs um now code reviews are important because of course it helps with knowledge sharing right for example in this case if stella was a new member of the team Taking on a task like that would help her to kind of navigate through the code base, give an idea of what the code does, you know, take her through the nooks and crannies of the code base, try to figure out stuff herself and basically get onboarded gradually into the team. Now, when doing code reviews, it's also a good way to assess the readability of your code because a lot of times our mindset and thought process 
when we write code is way different from when you read code. So when writing code, you most likely have a particular task you're trying to handle, right? So you might be taking, a, you might be taking care to ensure that your code is clean. However, your highest or topmost priority is to ensure that your code works and it implements what it is intended to. Now, when you're reading code, it's a bit different because, you know, you're when you're re- reviewing other people's code, you want to check, you want to look out for mistakes, potential bugs, errors, things that could be improved, see if the code is error prone, you know, if it catches errors or if it introduces defects. In essence, your criticizing dark shades are pretty much on. And so it's definitely not for the purpose of being a boss girl or, you know, trying to make everybody depressed, but to ensure that quality code is being delivered, you know. So I'll talk about some conditions that you need to check before approving a med request or MR in this case, or a PR. Now, you want to check that the feature matches specification, right? So if Stellar's, if Stellar has been asked to fix a bug where the user cannot log in properly, you know, after she introduces that code into the code base, that feature should now work. As a user, I should be able to log in successfully into the system without any errors or any problem, right? So if that does that, then check for that. It, it does the functionality and it performs it well. Now, you also want to check for edge cases, right? You want to check for unhappy parts. You want to check for exceptions. Cases that are not clear, right? Cases that are not obvious, you know, you want to look out for that as well. So, of course, this implies that you need to do a little bit of thinking into, oh, as a user, what are the what are the possible things that I'm likely to do that might not be obvious, you know, at first glance. You also want to check for security vulnerabilities. Uh, this is like really key. We're going to talk about this further in a different um, episode. And I would also say that it's better to av- avoid approving code than b- blindly approving, you know, without a proper review, as this could be really detrimental, right? Um, however, I also know that there's a tendency for people that are new to programming to <laughs> avoid reviewing code because you don't want to ask questions that may not seem smart or because you just don't want to embarrass yourself. But I think it's very important that you, you know, take a job at doing reviews, no matter how scary it seems. Doing reviews help you to improve, you know, the knowledge that you already have and kind of see the different ways to write code and also like learn different algorithms, different code styles and stuff like that. Um... I also have a couple of tips for <laughs> commenting on code, and I think this is pretty funny, and this was where my sensitive egos part of the topic came from. Now, you want to encourage the code author, right, to make corrections as opposed to making demands, right? You want to use phrases like, um, do you think? Could you explain why you did this? It looks like this was supposed to be this way. You may have forgotten to put this instead of this. Instead of saying things like, oh my god, this is terrible. Oh, this looks stupid. What were you thinking, tech bro? (sighs) She didn't just write that function. Oh my goodness. Change this now, you software moron. Also, note that these comments are not always meant for scolding people, right? You could give a thumbs up to a team member if there's nothing to criticize, literally. Also, it's useful to provide links you know, useful links or resources that helps the author of the code. So in place of maybe trying to explain a concept, if you have a link that, you know, shows that exact code style or style guide, 
it's useful to just you know add a link into the comment section also another very good thing that i found really helps is using examples so maybe somebody didn't really do something in a um, relatively you know proper way you could use an example to explain the point that you're trying to make as opposed to just using words because it might not be so clear if you don't like actually use code scripts and you know lines of code to explain so yeah feel free to do that as well now i'd like to give some suggestions on like how you can successfully do a code review um first of all you want to try to read the code in full right navigate your way around it to understand what the code is supposed to do then you want to make some comments without publishing because i have found that sometimes when you make some comments right or when you already make some comments and you, then you go down into the code you see that maybe the comments you made was already fixed somewhere in the code right so you could make your comments without publishing so so that gives you some time to go through the entire code base and then when you're done and the comments is still relevant all through the code, you could then go ahead to publish it or update it in, you know, whatever the case may be. Now, as an author or reviewer of the code, there are some useful tips on code review, right? So, for example, if you're the one in this case, if you're Stella, you know, and you're the one presenting your PR or your MR, you want to as much as possible keep your PRs or MR small. Because the reality is that um, the attention span of every individual is not the same, right? And it's generally easier for people to read short things or short um, read things that are not so cumbersome and still be able to, you know, get enough knowledge from it as opposed to just reading really, you know, long lines of code and stuff like that. So keep your... Um, PRs or MR small so that anyone reviewing it can spend time to understand it and actually give you good feedback. Now, I also understand that there are times that this might not always be possible because you might be trying to um, do a big um, change, you know, and it might be difficult to break it down. Yeah, there are exceptions to this rule, of course, and I don't even think it's a rule. I think it depends on your team. So in in those cases, you can have those big, big changes, but I, I don't think that it should be a norm to always have big changes in your PRs. Now, um, it's very important that you try to ensure that you communicate clearly, right? So if you're the one giving feedback, particularly as a reviewer, um, and you're trying to get your the author of the code to understand something, make sure that you explain, like I mentioned before, using examples, using, using examples, using links, using links so that um, it's clear to the author what you're trying to say and to avoid back and forth because the author could come to that comment and they're like, oh, um, this was what I had in mind. And then you go and then explain it and it just goes, you know, back and forth and nobody wants to really waste time on that. So just try to be clear when you are giving feedback about your about code written. Also, it's important to note that you want to review the code and not the author. So focus your attention on making the code better and not attacking the writer of the code by saying things like, oh, you did this again or, oh, no, I thought I told you about this before. Right. So face the code. Right. Try to improve the code. Try to help the code get better. Another thing is ensuring that you de-escalate as soon as possible. Right. When you find that there are too many comments being exchanged on a code review, you can, you know, just decide to have a one on one with the reviewer. Right. To talk through your thought process, to talk through, to talk through what you were thinking and stuff like that. So 
so that that doesn't really waste time and you know degenerate into or get blown out of proportion really so yeah those are important things to note as a reviewer as a code reviewer and also as an author of um of a pull request right so i i think i hope that you've been able to learn a little bit from this and yeah take care and see you in the next episode peace Head over to rewirewithsusan.com to catch up on all episodes. Remember to subscribe to your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show. If you have questions, rants, or suggestions, send an email to hello at rewirewithsusan.com or DM at Sue Hastings on Twitter. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon.